Welcome back to the Farmland Riches Podcast, where we sit down with leading minds in the agricultural investing space to discuss upcoming trends and developments impacting the industry. In this episode, we're joined by Carter Malloy, the founder and CEO of AcreTrader. AcreTrader is a real estate investing platform that makes it easy to buy shares of farmland and earn passive income starting in just minutes completely online. The platform has really done a lot to democratize access to farmland as an investable asset class for the masses. And so in this episode, we'll be talking to Carter about the process of building up AcreTrader and his vision for the company over the next five to 10 years. Additionally, he'll be sharing some tips and words of wisdom for newer farmland investors, including some red flags you're going to want to make sure to watch out for. So now let's hop into the conversation. All right, Carter, welcome to the Farmland Riches podcast. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Apple. It is an absolute pleasure. So for the listeners that aren't familiar with uh, who you are and what you're doing over at AcreTrader, could you give them a quick kind of 60 to 90 second elevator pitch as to what you're currently doing? Absolutely. So my my name is Carter Malloy. I'm the the founder and CEO of AcreTrader. AcreTrader is a farmland investing platform. So put very simply, we allow investors to come onto our website, uh, create a free account and in a matter of minutes, uh, add farmland to their portfolio. So the, the next obvious question is, why would I want farmland in my portfolio? And uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's obviously an asset class everyone's familiar with. It's where our food comes from, as well as fuel and, and fiber. Uh, as an asset class over the last almost 30 years, or right at 30 years at this point, uh, it has put up low double-digit IRRs, so, so annual returns of about 11%. Uh, that's, that's exciting. I think relative to other asset classes, it's the same or better. Uh, but the primary difference being it, it doesn't show the same volatility profile. So what that means is, is uh, gold may go down 30 or 40% inside of a single year. Uh, that, that has not been the case with farmland. It is a slow and steady wins the race. We like those. Uh, we, we like uh, risk-adjusted returns. And, and farmland has, has proven to be a great uh, store of wealth, a great way to hedge against inflation. It's proven to be a, a great portfolio diversification uh, uh, asset, g- given it doesn't really move with the, the prices of other assets. So uh, that along with a, num- a number of reasons are why we are so excited about farmland. Awesome. All good, all good reasons right there. Um, so can you fill the audience in? How did you first get exposure to farmland as an asset class? Because a lot of people don't even realize that you can invest in farmland, that it's like an investable asset class. So when did you kind of have that realization? So I, I grew up around farmland. My uh, family is in, in agriculture. And so I've always been around it. Uh, I spent a dozen years in, in equity investing. So um, most recently, I was a, a, a partner at a long short equity hedge fund. And I was living out in San Francisco at the time, uh, from Arkansas originally. And so uh, while I was in, in San Francisco, I've been buying and selling farmland and having uh, great financial outcomes as, as a pure investment, but really like terrible transaction experiences. And had some friends and a neighbor that really wanted to invest as well and went online and there's this moment of, oh my gosh, here's this $3 trillion asset class, this great American pursuit with all of these reasons we want to be invested in it. But uh, there's no real way for most people to get involved. At that point, the primary way was uh, to go out, on, it's still the primary way most people buy farmland, go to a county you've maybe never been to, speak with a broker you've probably never met, plop down a million dollars and now you get to manage a farm. That is a, that is a non-starter for just about everyone that, that you and I have met, Apple. So, so that was really the, the genesis of the business is h- how can we solve this problem and allow more people to get access to, to this asset class? Okay, great. So what did that look like in terms of you have this idea, you see there's a, ma- a major issue here. How did you build something to solve this problem? I mean, most people, they find these problems, they don't really like build something to actually fix it. So how did that process look for you? Uh, burdensome, maybe is the, the one word answer. So uh, from a, from a 
legal and regulatory standpoint, as well as a technological standpoint, um, there was pretty material lift. There was, was some pretty material lift necessary. So uh, set out first to work with a team of attorneys to figure out the, the best way to go to market and the best strategy and, and the most compliant strategy, uh, which is uh, first and foremost. Uh, then hired a team of technologists to build what we call an MVP, a, a minimum viable product, uh, so that we could stand that up online and, and see, hey, like, we think this is cool. Do other people think this is cool? And when we, when we put our product online, uh, the resounding answer was, yes, people are highly interested in, in, in investing in farmland. Okay. So what exactly is the product? So what is AcreTrader and how do people kind of interact with that? How does it help them invest in farmland, basically? First, I'll say as, as an underpinning, we have, we have um, commitment to, to three things. That is access, liquidity, and transparency. And, and those three pillars have been there since day one for our business. And that is what we are focused on is how do we make this uh, product, if you will, available to people while keeping in mind our hardcore commitments to those, those three themes. And uh, ultimately what that looks like for the investors is pretty straightforward. Uh, a, a piece of farmland goes into a unique LLC, right? So Acre Trader 157 um, is buying a piece of farmland. And, and so that, that LLC goes online, the investors, invest in that LLC and it owns a piece of farmland. For the next week, Acre Trader 158 with a different piece of farmland, uh, et cetera. So that's, that's the general structure. For, for the investor, what's important is that it, it's a, it takes a matter of minutes. So it just takes a few minutes online to invest on our platform. It's all done electronically inside of our application. Uh, and, and when they are through investing, it becomes a passive investment. So we take care of the back end, the, the administration, the management, payment distribution, uh, insurance and taxes and all the other things that go along with that. So that for the investor, they've just got their portfolio they can check in on an acre trader and, and, and monitor as well. We, we pay out distributions. So it's uh, probably a good time for you to highlight. There are two primary ways people make, uh, make money in farmland. Number one, uh, you, you own the land, the farmer is renting it from you, right? So, so the farmer pays rent and we deposit those, the, that, that rent into the investor's wallet uh, on our website. So, so it's all electronic and, and very easy to use. Uh, and then number two is appreciation. And, and so improvement in price over time, that's driven by some pretty straightforward economic factors of supply and demand, right? We only have so much farmland and it's shrinking and we have so many mouths to feed and they're growing. And, and so that's a pretty, pretty uh, uh, basic economic argument, but, but a powerful one nonetheless. So, so again, income plus appreciation, those two things over, over the long term uh, have, have been producing that, that uh, double digit type of return for investors. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, clearly there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that like the average investor that logs on to, to AcreTrader and, and makes an investment doesn't see. So what does the process actually look like from going from, from having this idea of uh, uh, we want to invest in this farm potentially, or like how do you even find the farms to actually going through and actually offering that up on the site? Like what's the, how is the kind of the sausage made here from going from kind of concept to actually being offered? That's the most important question I, I think that everyone should ask us and, and, and ask in general around any investments is where's this coming from? <laughs> for, for us, I, I think, how do we find farms and what does the diligence process look like? And, and it's a long answer. I'll, I'll try to chop it down to uh, some, some quick bits. Uh, we have a team of people dedicated internally to, to finding farms and underwriting farms. Uh, some extreme minority of the farms we look at actually make it onto the website. Uh, as an example, we, we have about one offering per week that goes on the website, but in the first quarter of, of 2021 this year, in the first quarter alone, our we call our farm team uh, conducted over 800 qualified calls with farmers and farmland owners, uh, going out and speaking in local communities, uh, looking for farmland to, to buy. 
so so beyond uh, that, you know, those calls, we we spend literally millions of dollars on on the diligence side of our business. That is then under uh, what underlays that is uh, industry best data, so geospatial um, uh, sciences and data analytics un un underneath that. Uh, and then at the end of the day, it's people, and people really really matter. Uh, we have just an incredible team of of qualified farm analysts uh, that go out and, and look at these opportunities to go uh, dig really, really deep before we put them on our website. And, and I mentioned a moment ago, transparency, that is a theme we, we remain highly committed to. So when you see something on our website, one, yes, we've done the work, uh, the intense work behind it, but two, we, we show you everything. Uh, it, it's all there. So uh, if there is a problem with water, you should know about that. Or if there's even a potential problem someday with water, you should absolutely know about that. Uh, the same with the soil, the same with the financial profile. We feel very strongly uh, that all those things should, should be wide open so that people understand what they're investing in. Uh, and that's, that's to us, the best investor is an educated one. And that's really uh, beyond finding farmland, in, uh, educating our communities uh, of, of extreme importance to us. Absolutely. So as someone who, who is maybe considering investing in farmland, what do you think is, is important for those kind of beginner investors to know? What are some pieces of kind of information you think it's important for, for them to kind of start out with and just build that context with? There are two, uh, two important areas of, of diligence that matter, right? First is the asset. And the second is the company. Uh, so so uh, one on the asset is we, on, on our website, AcreTrader, we have reams and reams of, of information and data you can go interact with uh, to go understand the asset more. We've got a, a learning center, you know, charts and graphs and all that kind of fun stuff, white papers to read, et cetera. Um, but <clears throat> that, that's the asset. Then we ask that you, uh, we, we, we really, really want people to know our company, right? So who, who are we? What are we doing? Like you, like you just asked a moment ago, uh, we can talk about for hours. Where do you find this land and, and why is this a good investment? Uh, I think is incredibly important to know. So that's, uh, one, you know, there, there's tons of uh, questions that the investors should ask about the asset class, but then also, um, you know, I, I think what should, what should the investors be asking us or anyone else, right? If you want to go invest in another platform or uh, a REIT or a farmland fund or go buy your own piece of farmland and really hard on water, right? Like everywhere. Uh, it, it matters in the Delta where, where I live here. Uh, we, we do a lot of offerings here in the Delta. It matters in the Midwest because you've got to get rid of the water because there can be too much and it can flood. Uh, it matters in California because you need to have two sources of it and it needs to be like number one item of discussion on every farm, uh, in, especially on, on the West Coast is water, water, water. Um, number two is the operator. Who's running this farm? Are, are, they, are they truly good at this? Is there a backup plan if they, if they don't work out in the end uh, you know, to, to replace it with, with a different operator? And then another really important question the investor should be asking is about the neighborhood. Uh, so, so where is the farming area? Uh, are there other good tenants in that area? Uh, are there other good comparable sales in the area? Was the exit strategy, you know, the, the neighborhood really matters for your exit strategy. So, so digging into that as well. Um, and, then, and then lastly is, is our business. We, we want people to, to understand that we are committed to the long-term, uh, that <clears throat> we, you know, we're, we're um, backed and just, just raised another round of venture capital for our business. So I've uh, got an incredibly long runway in front of us, a, a great team, uh, but we, we want people to dig in. We, we love hard questions. Uh, being long-winded to, to say, uh, you know, before you invest money, 
go, go dig and, and really ask hard questions and ask uncomfortable questions to, to make sure that you as an investor are in fact comfortable with the investment you're, you're considering. Absolutely. So can you kind of walk us through like the typical profile of an anchor trader investment? I know you mentioned like the two ways people make money are through appreciation and through kind of those, those payments from the, from the operator. So what is, what does a typical investment look like in terms of um, what kind of returns people should expect from kind of both of those areas? And just in general, like what does an anchor trader investment look like? So I'm, I'm going to break the world down into two at this point and get a, get a little more <clears throat> technical on the types of investments in farmland. So first is row crops. So that, that are thing, those are things that you grow every year. Uh, so that's rice, cotton, sorghum, wheat, corn, soybeans. Uh, those, it's a far more simple uh, value proposition because uh, you're, you're not so married to the commodity as you are married, nor the operator for that matter. You're married to the land. Uh, and so, so the soil and the water there. Uh, row crops, uh, for, for most investment portfolios in farmland, they tend to make up uh, two thirds. And in terms of when, when you look at uh, the, the efficient frontier of, of uh, historical farmland investments, as well as a lot of the funds out there, that, that tends to be a general mix. So, uh, so, so row crops being two thirds of it, and then um, uh, uh, permanent crops be, being the other one third. And, and so that are, that, that's things like almonds, pistachios, walnuts, apples, grapes. So things that grow on trees or vines. And, and there's an important distinction because if you own an almond orchard as an example, uh, you would often not just own the land, but you own the trees and the operations around it. You've got more direct commodity exposure. So it, it's just a, it is a different investment profile. It, it can offer higher returns, but, but uh, relative to row crops, a little higher risk. So, um, so, so again, row, row crops, permanent crops are the two ways we split the world. Uh, we, we've got some great articles on this in our learning center as well, really digging into uh, the, the, the uh, minutia, if you will, and all the various considerations of risk, reward, return profiles, numbers, uh, et cetera. Okay. And are you guys mostly following kind of that two thirds, one third uh, allocation on your, on your site, or is it kind of a different split? I, I think that's roughly where we are today. Uh, is that, that two thirds, one third? It, it depends on uh, what, uh, where there are good opportunities at the end of the day. So if we, if we see a string of really great opportunities and in Washington state or California, then you may see us concentrate there for a little longer. <clears throat> right now, uh, here recently, we've been pretty focused on the, the Mississippi Delta uh, as we've seen some, some really fascinating opportunities in the area. And so, so I've had a little more geographical concentration there uh, as of the last six weeks. Couple. Okay. And so if an investor finds an opportunity on AcreTrade that they're interested in, what's kind of the average holding duration, fees, kind of what goes into that actual investment itself? So the, the, Duration is typically five to 10 years. Sometimes we'll have 10 plus years, sometimes we'll have three to five year, but, but usually a five to 10 type of, of holding period. Um, average minimums are anywhere from 15 to 25,000 usually. Sometimes we'll, that'll be higher, upwards of 40, but uh, it's usually the uh, range we're in is 15 to 25. Uh, and then how do we make money? I think that's a, <clears throat> one, one of those questions that's really important to ask um, um, us and any, anybody you're, you're investing with, right? So. Uh, we believe in low fees. Well, I'll start backwards. Uh, so we, the, the world is moving towards a, a low fee world, and we know if we want to uh, be the category king and, and help uh, democratize this asset, truly, we need to bring a, a low fee product to market. So uh, the, the investors, actually, I'll start from the beginning. The farmland seller uh, pays a, a real estate brokerage fee. So, <clears throat> so when somebody's selling into our, this is a, a typical statement, not, not every time it's true, but, uh, but, but generally, 
the seller of the farmland is, is paying a brokerage fee, uh, which they would be paying anyway to, to sell a farm. Uh, then the through the life of the farm, the investors pay either 0.75% or, or 1%. So a very low asset management fee uh, for us to go, go do all that back-end work. And then at the end of life, uh, there, there is a, a brokerage fee there again. Uh, we would much rather uh, make our income from fees that are already going to be paid, right? So if a farm is on our platform for 10 years, in 10 years when we go to sell it, we're going to have to pay a farmland broker to go sell that. Uh, so we have, we have in-house brokers that, that uh, we, we can instead pay those folks to go broker the farmland and, and do that as a, a source of income for our business rather than adding additional fees on top of that, that brokerage. Sure, that, that makes a lot of sense. In terms of, of your team, I know you mentioned a couple of different departments at this point. How big is AcreTrader at this point in terms of, of people, of assets, of however you kind of man, uh, measure the platform as a whole? We are about 30 people today and, and, and growing very quickly on that front. Uh, so in terms of assets, it's, um, uh, gosh, it, you know, changes every week, goes up, but, but I think between 80 and 90 million. Okay. Most of that having accumulated in the, in the last uh, 12 months, really. Wow. What's, what's kind of driven that, that growth? Has it just been uh, people wanting to diversify out of stocks or kind of why do you think that that kind of inflow has been coming in? Three, three primary drivers. Uh, n- number one is interest in alternatives. Uh, I think that's, that's certainly grown in, in this uh, low interest world, right? When people come look at farmland, they go, well, why do I, you know, maybe I should reduce my gold or bond allocation uh, when there's this thing that looks like those, but because it provides an inflation protection, but but yet has has all these other uh, positive attributes. So so number one is is just general interest in alternatives. Uh, number two is education. We have worked really really hard to to bring forth again that transparency and access theme, but both of those themes to, to bring forth information and, and education about the asset class and, and share everything that we know. Um, number three is trust. I, I think if if I really boil down, like maybe even the largest of the three factors is as as investors get to know us and they come in and spend time with us. Um, they, they, they learn the type of people that we are, the, the type of investment offerings that we have, and, and, they, and, and that trust allows people to invest more and more with us. Uh, part of that's born because they see you know, us raising uh, venture capital from, from very, very well-known household names. And so they realize, all right, if these people are invested in the business, then, then, then maybe I'm, I'm more comfortable being there. Uh, and number two is they learn our diligence and our, our hardcore commitment to that. And, and, and that helps to build trust. Uh, I think maybe the, the proudest way I can state that is we have lots of farmer investors and, and people uh, in the farmland investing world that, that understand farms very, very well. And, and when those folks come in and diligence our farms and our, our work and we invest, uh, that's a, a proud moment for us because uh, we, we've passed their incredibly high bar. I would imagine so. So with all of this kind of traction and momentum, what is kind of the vision for AcreTrader over the next five, 10 years? Like where are you guys looking to, to move to? So we will maintain our, our underlying focus on land and on democratization, right? So that, that is, those are our, our core uh, commitments is, is when we look at farmland as a whole, uh, 50 to $100 billion of it trades hands every year. And, and we believe very strongly that we can help uh, to, to provide better outcomes for all parties involved, for both the, the buyers or the investors, as well as the sellers and the farmers. And so that, that's really our focus is to, uh, we know if, if we bring a win-win to the market and we improve outcomes for all involved, we can, we can build a big business along the way and, and have a lot of fun doing it. 
Absolutely. So uh, for newer farmland investors out there, there's a lot of kind of myths that float around about kind of the asset class as a whole. Uh, what are a couple myths that you'd like to kind of dispel for, for the listeners right now that, that might not really know everything there is to know about farmland? Number one, uh, we are not farmers, right? We, we as a company, we got plenty of farmers that work inside of our business and, and around our business. Uh, but, but as investors, you're, you're not in, necessarily investing in farming, right? You're, you're investing in land. I think that is, that is a one uh, important consideration. Um, a lot of people have the uh, have the assumption that farmland is boring, and they are right about that. Uh, it, it is uh, it is not sexy venture capital. We are not out trying to either make 10x our money or or a big old fat zero. Uh, what we are after is the slow and steady compounding of capital. I think most successful investors of all time uh, would would show you that that's the that that is a far more prudent approach. Uh, so, so um, let's see. Farming, it's boring. Uh, so one is one is false. One is very true. Um, uh, beyond that, I, I think, uh, as, as a general statement, uh, you know, there are plenty of headlines about farmers struggling and/or the farmland economy struggling, or rural rural areas uh, shrinking in population. And uh, say, for, first of all, farmers this year are having an amazing year. Uh, commodity prices are great, so everybody's feeling very good. Um, but but uh, I think beyond that is that technology implementation on the farm and, and farming practices and agricultural technology, uh, there, there's been this Cambrian explosion of, of new pieces of software and hardware and analytics and, and inputs and improvements and operations that, that have really helped the farmers to grow their businesses uh, and, and continue to be highly productive and, and be happy in, in what they do. All good things. Well, when it comes to looking at kind of the future of, of farmland and farmland investing as a whole, what are some kind of trends or, or things that have you kind of excited about the, the future of where things are going? So what, what I just mentioned uh, for, for farming, the, the, uh, the growth in technology on farm is, is pretty, pretty astounding right now. And I think as we look out 10 years, some of the implications for uh, productivity uh, or, or output uh, are, are very positive things. Right, we, we have a very important job, which is feeding the world. Not not, not uh, we being acre trader, but the, the agricultural community. Uh, and, and so there, there's a lot of reason for for optimism there. Uh, for for farmland investing, I, I believe very firmly. It's core to our thesis that uh, more investors will add farmland to their portfolio, and we are really excited to play a part in that. And, and again, to bring transparency to this market. It is a surprisingly opaque market. Uh, there are lots of deals that get done without without information flow. And, and we want to um, we want to work really hard to, to change that. Absolutely. Those are all really, really good things. Um, if listeners want to kind of follow up with you, learn more about AcreTrader and potentially invest with you guys, what are kind of the best places to, to send them to to kind of learn more and kind of dig deeper? So always our website, AcreTrader.com. Uh, on there, you can chat with somebody in-house. In you can call us anytime. You can email us, uh, info at AcreTrader.com. Uh, so we... That, that is something we really urge people to do is call us. You know, we, we are humans and we, we think about this stuff all day, every day. We, we love speaking about it. We've got a team uh, of folks in, on, on our investor relations team that are here to answer questions. So uh, call us, push us, ask us tough questions. We, we really, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we want folks on our, uh, with, uh, that are active with our business to, to be educated. Absolutely. Well, Carter, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, any final thoughts you want to kind of leave the audience with here before we uh, head out for the day? You know, Apple, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, ha having me on today and, and the opportunity to to speak about AcreTrader. Uh, I, think, I think we've talked a lot about 
what to look at in farmland, and that's that's water, soil, and and uh, uh, financial profile. And I think I spoke to the, the three pillars of Acre Trader, which are access, liquidity, and transparency. And and so I've really enjoyed speaking about those things. And, and certainly, again, uh, any further questions you have or anyone listening has, uh, give us a shout anytime. Sounds great. We'll be sure to link up all of those in the show notes for the listeners. Carter, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Thank you, Apple.